Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, and we're live. It's um, all hands to the pump. When there's a crisis, there's only one man to call. Benjamin Bloom. How are you, mate? Um, I'm in that, you know, that gif of um, Steve Carell in the office and he's running around going, it's happening, it's happening. That's what a content creator does when someone gets sacked, isn't it? it was a, I was, can I tell you a quick, quick little anecdote to make you laugh, Dan? Um, so my missus was furious that Bake Off got preempted for um, the England football on Tuesday, right? Oh, so right, I said, yeah, don't worry, darling, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch it on Wednesday night. And I had my phone in my hand. And Richard Corley, the Millwall journalist, was the yeah. – and it, like said, 27 seconds ago, um, Rowett leaves Millwall. And do you know what I actually did? And this can go into our conversation. I double-took. I checked it wasn't a fake account. Yeah, because, that's happened before. And we can talk about different types of surprise. And I said in my own video today, I'm not surprised – that this has happened, you know, we, you and I have discussed over the years the tension between what the fans want and what they were given. Fine. I am surprised that it went in the international break three days before. It's only five, Dan, the block's only five games until the next international break. So I did find that a little bit curious. But, you know, as I'm sure we'll go on to discuss, this is not something that's come without a warning, is it? No, I mean, the majority of the fan base will be happy and there is on the screen the reason we're here today. Of course, Gary Rowett leaves Mill Football Club by mutual consent <laughs> late last night. Um, I think you said in your video as well, I'll put the link to your video in the description. Thank you. We've already posted it on our socials. Uh, you said in that, you know, only a, only a four-block game and starting off with, with, with or five games with a three-game week as well. <laughs> Do, yeah. Him, you know, him going or them, you know, reaching his agreement three days before... That, that, they, that, that, that you know, them games kick off. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I know, you know, your club has been one that's been very stable and done things long-term. And I know any of your watchers could say, well, you know, this is bigger than five games or three-game week or whatever. If, so, you know, if the next one's there for four years, then, you know, w- w- what does it matter? But it's just a bit out of character for 
Millwall, listen, this is the club that doesn't even so careful with the contract length, so careful with mm-hmm. money and what they what they reveal. I would have imagined very much like McCarthy out of Ipswich and Mowbray out of Blackburn, that the contract would have just been ran down in the end. And that would be how this would this would mm. come. And I laughed when you said mutual consent. I always laugh at mutual consent because the manager has a contract with the football club. If the he football the club last year as well, by the way, didn't he? Right, yeah. If, how long was that? They, this is the other thing when we all never they keep yeah, their right, yeah, very yeah. close to their chest. It's always uh undisclosed fee if we buy someone and either a new contract or a new long-term contract. You never actually get any 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 idea of the actual length. But Dan, if if you sign a contract with a football club and the football club wants you to be the manager, you're the manager. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or you resign. So um, <laughs> yeah. as much as it's, you know, right in the first line of the statement, mutual consent party, you know, he's got, let, let come on, it's going to be minimum two years if you signed it last year. Yeah. Um, Millwall aren't going to do rolling contracts with a manager, are they? So minimum two years, if they wanted him to be there, he would be there is, is my, is my take on it. So yeah. um, as much as they've done it in a dignified way, and it is great to see the manager quoted in the, it was very, very nicey, nicey, wasn't it? It was very, everything was in the right place. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Maybe that's why it's come at the back end of the international break. Maybe they've spent a long while knocking it around back and forth and how's the best way to do this. And maybe you and I will be hitting the Steve Carell gif and there'll be a new manager announced later today or tomorrow, maybe. But it doesn't feel like that, does it? No, I think they'll leave the Adam Barrett in charge of the system for at least Saturday. I've I've got a feeling they may they may announce someone possibly you know Wednesday or Tuesday morning, sorry, and then parade them at home before the Blackburn game. But yeah, very very strange timing. Uh, like you said, you know, if, if they wanted him to be the manager, he'd still be there. I believe that they do. You know, the fan as a fan base, we're happy where the club are. You know, New Harris sort of parked the boat so to speak, put the anchor down. You know, we haven't under it sunk, but we haven't also sailed off into the sunset, you know. So although we don't really appreciate the football at times, I think that the club, as a club and as a business, they're happy with him. They're, we're stable under him. And I think that's obviously their main priority, of course it is. But uh, yeah, I, w- I would say edging towards more, it was definitely him, him bringing it up. I don't know if you saw when we lost to Norwich, the post-match press conference he did, because we don't get a lot out of our club um, understandably so, maybe, but you know, it was at Norwich's ground and it was in their press room. And, and the Norwich guy, whoever it was, asking the questions, really, you know, asking some questions that, as Mill fans, we've all been wanting to know the answers to for a long time. And at that point, for me, I, I watched the interview and I thought, you know what, I think he could, could go here because he was like, well, you know, I've been doing this job a long time away from my family for four years. And personally, I thought, I don't care. You know, a lot of people have to work away and do what they need to do for their families. But he felt like he was giving a little bit of, oh, poor me, you know, pity me sort of thing. And I thought he might have gone at that point, um, but he didn't. But, yeah, it's very strange that they've reached that decision, like we said before, this big block of games. Um, right. I, so I was at the next game, actually. It was the, was the oh, Birmingham yeah. game, the next game. I think it was, wasn't it? Because I remember you took the yeah. lead and... They started, you're probably in the way end, weren't you? Gary Rout, your football's all right, which I thought was <laughs> quite quite sardonic humour. But look, uh, Dan, I'll always bow to your superior knowledge on 
you know, what's actually what's going on there. I, I just always think, you know, sacked, resigned. It's it's never right in the middle of those two. It's always slightly more one than one than the other. But um he's gone. And um yeah. onward we go, yeah. Onward we go. I mean, look at look at his record just quickly. <clears throat> I mean, again, there was a neutral looking in for yourself and others. That is not a bad record at all. You know, that's pretty much a, a mill existence. He's actually, you know, won the majority of, of the games or more than he's drawn or lost. So people might be, you know, what's, what's your problem? But it's, it's quite hard to explain. I feel like the the identity of the club is sort of slipping away at home form. You know, the Den's always been a fortress, three wins out of 27. And I think that's where the majority of people, you know, you'll get 15,000 at home, you might get 1,000 go away. So, when you're 15,000 are seeing good good things they want to see every other week, it's not so bad. But when that flipped, we was doing better away, you got now 15,000 on your back instead of potentially 1,000 that have gone away. You know, it just, it just, it's just gone stale as well. I mean, it's a very, we can pick the bones out of it as much as we like, but a very simple way to, to say it just gone stale. And he, he recognized that. Um, he leaves us three points of the playoffs. So this is what I wanted to ask you about because, <clears throat> excuse me, he, Come in, obviously, from Neil Harris. Neil Harris left. Rowick come in. Harris went on to um, Cardiff. And I say this a lot. You know, in football in general, you get the Man United's in this world. Chelsea's looking at them right now. The problems they've had. You very rarely in football, I, I think, one manager goes, another manager comes in and it's fine or gets better. They usually capitulate, in, in my opinion, and you find these teams will bounce around four or five managers. And um, and that hasn't happened on this occasion. So I think the um, the next appointment I think is is so so vital. Oh my god, isn't it? I was talking about that earlier, and I mean it's interesting because if you think Harris and what he bought, Raoult was actually a good guy to follow. Harris wasn't he? Because Harris bought energy, front foot, aggression, four four f in two, so. I guess if you kept some of that and added, I mean, some of your people all suggest it's his only strength, but his big strength was organisation, shape, yeah. you know, being hard to beat. I guess if you added that to what Harris already kind of had there, it's a, yeah. a good combination. You're taking, you know, you're not necessarily was a diamond because I know it was a bad season for Harris after you you finished eighth in the, um, in the first season up, but... It does feel like that would have been a good way to follow. But, mate, I saw firsthand um, with McCarthy and Ipswich, and you won't do what we did because we reset everything as well as the manager and the team changed a lot. But my point is, if you take a manager that's pragmatic and the team's incredibly well-drilled and uh, people know exactly this one thing that they do and that's what they have to do for the team and that's it. And you change that drastically, mm. players do not like that. And with respect to any player in the championship, maybe outside the parachute teams, you're not talking about players who are good enough where you can say, right, you've been doing this for four years, do yeah. this. And they go, oh, I'm a brilliant Premier League footballer. Yep. Yeah, I got that. That's that's sort of the championship players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this has to be, you know, this has to be done so smartly. And any kind of jump that's too big, 
you know the trend will be down and you'd have been better off <laughs> him staying. And that's the risk that you actually make it worse rather than better. Well, I said this last night. I said, you know, people like me, especially who's, who's put myself out there and other people have their own chats and, you know, we, we just need a different manager because they can get this team doing this and that. Now we're going to find out because, of course, especially with the timing, we've got a big injury list. We've got three months till the next um, transfer window. So it's, it's going to be difficult for whoever comes in to try and implement what he wants to try and implement. It's going to take time. And I think the fans will be on board with that. You know, I think they're just they're glad of the change. It's just sort of... Yeah, I agree with that. Style. Yeah. And and like you said as well, Railway did this a lot when he came in. He said... I remember watching an interview with him and he, we lost the game at home and he said, well, look, you know, I want players that can play a certain way and at the minute these aren't my players and they can't play that way. Can't um, say that after four years, Dan. No, but then that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I, he, no, this was, sorry, this was very early on. He yeah. said, so he's like, oh, fair enough. They harass these players and he changed a lot of players. We've actually got a good squad of players now. But one thing he never really changed was the back line. Now, I love our back line. I think they're great. They're, they're out and out old school championship defenders, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace was no, not so good. He's sort of aging. But th those boys, they cannot play out the back. And a lot of teams now build their foundation of popping from the back, don't they? So, I don't know, he, he sort of changed a lot and went a lot more structured and defensive. And they sort of forgot when they crossed the halfway line. It honestly looked like at times they forgot what they were supposed to be doing and just come back and, and knock it around the back. But you've got Cooper and Murray Wallace. We say, love, love them as defenders, knocking the balls out of play. So I don't know whether that, that was a factor in it. You know, he's thinking, look, these boys are in and they're always going to be in and we can't afford to replace them. So it will be very interesting to see what, what the next manager brings in his, uh, his ethos, if you like. Yeah, I would I would totally echo that. And, uh, you know, I've been reading the comments on the video I did today and I found one of them interesting because it, it raised what you just said. And it said the fans told him what we wanted, but he didn't do it. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. you you give somebody a bit of time, and I think what you're saying, you, you're not expecting Rio Ferdinand to go and play for Millwall and be, you know, Alan Hansen progressing the ball up the pitch like that. But yeah, there's a there's a halfway house between that and you know three five two, get behind the ball, give it to Jed Wallace, give it to Zian Fleming, um, you know, and um, it's it's hard, isn't it when when you play pragmatic football, if you win the majority of your games, it's brilliant. Especially when you nick those away wins 1-0 and you're scoring the last 15 minutes, it's brilliant. But when it's draw, draw, draw and the home form drops off, that's it's not not the best, is it? No, no. Um, of course, just touching it briefly, we lost obviously our chairman as well. And obviously his son took over in a tragic circumstance. So, it's a big, big decision being made by by James's son. And obviously that's going to, you know, maybe, you know, was it to do more with, I'm saying Rao, it may be the manager, the chairman saw his team, what's been going on, and he wants to carry on his dad's good work and, and take it to a new level, you know? Maybe that could be could be factored in. Well, I mean, can you even, can you even imagine that you'd lose your father mm. and, you know, your father is so revered you take over his job and you have a really hard decision. I, I can't imagine, um, yeah. you know, what kind of... I hope he's got good people advising him and um, uh, this is where we step a little bit away from football and, you know, I'm just like, I could not put myself in in that guy's shoes. In the, 
and I know there's a ruthless business side and life goes on and there are decisions to make, but can you imagine that this thing that your old man's so revered for building and you don't want to make the wrong decision desperately, but you've got to make a decision because you can't sit on your, sit on your hand. So I won't comment on that, Dan, other than to say I've got massive empathy for, um, you know, the guy running things now. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Okay. So what we're going to try and do is, obviously, there's been a lot of names thrown into that. I'm very privy to Millwall ex-players who could potentially be manager. I know in an ideal world, you know, Millwall fans banging that same drum, myself included, where we need someone who understands the club, they know the Millwall way. That's an ideal world. Um, then there's other managers that will be thrown into the mix, and I'm going to use your superior championship knowledge. <laughs> Good luck with that. Through, <laughs> talk me through some of these other managers. Because I'll, I'll be honest, and I'll, I've always said this, I don't know too much about them. So I'm going to, by the end of this, hopefully me and you could maybe maybe have a short list for the, for the club to look at of, of managers. I'm going to just quickly rule, obviously there's so many, so I'm going to rule out the ones that are actually like just stupid. I keep seeing, I mean, you might think I'm I'm wrong, I keep seeing people say, get, get Neil Warnock in, which I would have loved 15 years ago. Uh, Mick, get Mick McCarthy back. That's one that we can both. Uh, and what's, uh, someone even said in my comments, oh, get George Graham back. <laughs> now, listen, let's, let's just write those off here and now. That's who I'm watching because, you know, they're all old men now. They're, they're, some of them have well, George Graham as a manager. I can't remember the last time he did. So they're, they're gone. Forget them. They're out of the running, in my opinion. Would you agree with that one, man? <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would. No, I think we will see Warnock at some point, but that's February and that's not a long-term solution for no. anything as much as um, I'm a fan of his. I said, to, I, I mean, I would have loved him years ago, but um, I said to in the, on the stream last night, you know, he lives in Cornwall and someone, someone said to me, there's nothing wrong with Cornwall. I said, oh, no, I know there's nothing wrong with Cornwall. It's lovely, but... It's a hack. <laughs> How old is he? Exactly. He could come up to London every week. He doesn't need it. Some other ones I'm going to put in a bracket of I've got it in my notes here is big hitters okay. now I'm not saying they're fantastic managers but I'm saying in terms of wage structure of our club we could never ever afford them and I've put Frank Lampard Sean people saying Sean Dyche he's still ever manager and Graham <laughs> Potter I've put them three in that I bracket. mean yeah they're huge names and um I know I think Lampard will be a good manager at some point but I know he's um not covered himself in glory, but yeah, I'm I'm in the I'm in the no camp. I know. Do you know what? I think Potter might get the England job. Really? Yeah, next summer. You see that? Well, after is, this is what I'm saying. Obviously, Euros. Yeah, I, is that something? I don't know. Could be wrong. And and on that basis, well, Frank Lampard, he is not going to come and take pills at the den for eight thousand pound a week because that's probably saying along the lines of what they pay him, is he? So yeah, but. But Dan, the thing is now, if you've done Derby and you did pretty well and then had Chelsea and Everton, and then Chelsea know, again. next next job is going to be a championship job, possibly. Or mm-hmm. I guess he's waiting for a parachute team, you know, but maybe we'll finish one point off the playoffs last year. So we're not we're not miles away from the the, the reality. But yeah, that'd be a I'd I would have so much respect for him if he took it, though. But I mean, it would be interesting. But I think on yeah. the basis of the amount of money he would want to do the job, I don't think. Although he probably only lives up the road, doesn't he? I suppose. But I don't know. I'm I'm ruling them big them them big hitters. I've called them wage structure wise. Agreed. Yeah. Then I've got in my next trio, and I'm not. You can name as many managers you like in this. I've just put pointless. Yeah. You could... <laughs> <laughs> I think if you appoint any of these managers, that you may as well just 
you know, done everything you can to keep Rowett. And I'm talking about, again, you might know more than me, so I may be wrong. I'm talking about the Gary Monks of this world. I don't know how Steve Bruce keeps getting work and, <laughs> and Chris, Chris uh, Houghton. I, I would agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree. Re- respect, to, especially to, you know, Steve Bruce and Chris Hewton, who've had huge long careers, but this is this is not the time or place, is it? No, no. Okay, so we're getting that list down nicely. Um, one player I haven't mentioned yet, one man, of course, Neil Harris, sacked by Gillingham. Um, unfairly, in my opinion, but it just shows the ruthlessness of their, their manager and their, uh, sorry, their chairman and their ambition. Um, he left Millwall, in my opinion, to keep his legacy intact. He walked away Agreed. at the right time. Yeah. So he is not going to, you know, I don't think he's, he's going to come back as a first team manager. People were saying getting back as a striker coach under Gary Rowett. Rowett would have been too proud to a, a, a point, and I understand why of, uh, we're not scoring goals. I'm going to get the geezer's job who I've got, and I'm going to get him into, you know, it may work as a coach, striker coach, but I think Neil Harris, you know, the, the name is etched in history and, and, and that's done. I don't think he would want it back anyway. I don't think they'd definitely offer it offer it to him either. I, I, I would agree with I would agree with that. It's it's difficult when a legend takes the job so young into their career, but you're right. Mm. Once once you've kind of done it, you've done it. And it's it, it, I just can't I just couldn't see couldn't see him coming back round in a circle and no. taking it all over again. I, I must admit I was surprised he went into League Two with with Gillingham because I had him pegged as a, I know his stock kind of fell after the Cardiff yeah, job, yeah. but he was in the playoffs with with Cardiff in the in the first go, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah we'll see where he comes back in. They're a strange, they're a strange club, Cardiff, and they. But well, look, we'll move on to him as well because what people have been doing in the comments, and this is for me all fans who are watching who do put these comments in. I'm explaining to them why and possibly no. Steve Morrison was on Talksport today. Um, did you did you hear it at all? I didn't. No, no, no. So he was on. He was talking about it. actually. I saw him on Sky Sports. They asked him, "Would you put yourself in contention?" They asked him a couple of other questions at the same time. So he answered the other questions and completely blanked it. Of course, again, ex Mill legend, ex Cardiff manager, now at Hornchurch. I think he'd be interested, but I don't think I don't think that um, now's the right time to appoint Morrison. I don't think he'll be getting the job either. Clever guy. Um, part of me thinks he's got to do his apprenticeship. Um, yeah, I just exactly. knew him and Vincent Tan and Mehmet Dalman at Cardiff. That was that just felt like an argument just waiting to happen because he doesn't suffer fools gladly, does he? And I, uh, it's, yeah, that would that would be a no for for me as well. Please, you said that about the um, doing his apprenticeship. That's going to lead on to someone I'm going to talk about a bit later on who isn't in the running, probably won't be in the running, but I think personally would be a good job because I think that we either need to go for two or three that we'll get to, or if not, try something fresh, new, tried and untested, a young manager who's done their apprenticeship with points approved. But before that, some other names just going to throw out there for me, all fans. Uh, at one point, I thought I was just literally naming me all legends. <laughs> uh, Stephen Reid, Paul Ifield, Teddy Sheridan. All those people, they don't even manage. There's nothing <laughs> regarding football. Their jobs aren't in football. Um, so forget them. Now, this is where you're going to come in. Okay. Into your own. Okay. So I've, I've just agreed with everything you said for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get through that quick. So this is where you, you'll learn your onions now. So who can we actually get in? Now, managers, I want to ask you about. One particularly, because he's quite high up in the running. And other than the fact he just got sacked by Birmingham after a short space 
in charge. I don't know a lot about John Eustace. So what's he about? Would he be good for our club? Would he have the credentials to please the fans in SC16? Yes, um, he would. Um, and look, I don't want to. I don't want to throw him under the bus with this first comment, but he is very much Eustace in the same mould in terms of um, make teams hard to beat to begin with. Um, I think there is a bit more under the hood there. There's a good number of years of experience at Kidderminster and did a good job at Birmingham as well. Leaves them in a in a good spot. We'll see where they go. Calm. Um, you know, would I would think if you're going to go to Millwall, you've got to be one of two things. You've either got to be kind of calm, like a Kenny Jacket or someone in that respect, or yeah. you've got to be, I suppose, like Neil Harris was and play into the, you know, Play into the chaos and the cacophony. So he would be on that calm side. But um, I mean that in a in a good way, because like you like you said, you know, if you stop being able to use the den to your advantage, it's like, what are you doing? You know, that's yeah. such a such a unique environment. I like Eustace. People are gonna say because he came on our podcast a few weeks ago that I'm being okay. I'm being biased. Um, but I'm not. I'm trying to be objective. I think I think that would be a be a good hire. I don't know what your take is. Well, I, I don't know too much, but I'll be completely honest. From what you just explained at the beginning, it sounds like you're trying to sell me a router like. No, um, I'm, I promise I'm not. My, my take on this, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead before I, I'll say what I think the manager needs to be, needs yeah. to have that side to them Definitely, to be yeah. able to make the transition across. I, I don't think you can take somebody and we're going to talk about a couple of candidates in a minute who are going to immediately want you to split centre-backs, play slowly and methodically out from the back. I just don't think that's going to work with the squad and the fact that the job's not available with a pre-season to, to, to do that. And you can be in all kinds of bother wherever you are in 46-game league. If you, you know, if you crap it yeah. 35 games out, you know what happens, you know, and I'm not suggesting for one minute that your squad would be the worst three in the league, but... Chaos relegates clubs, doesn't it? And you don't yeah. want to make that really bad call and cascade down the table towards the bottom six, do you? No. Do you think right here, right now, then, what we need with the position we're in, with the injuries we've got and, and how far away the next transfer window is and the lack of budget we do have, do you think the motivator would obviously suit us more than maybe a, a master tactician? It's so hard, Dan, isn't it? Because you just wonder whether the day of the... I know we talked about Warnock earlier, but you just wonder whether the motivators are dying out a little bit. You yeah, know, I'll the fact that. that everybody's got data on everybody. We're doing blooming mental health checks on players to set the, they're the right character before they came in. And yeah, of course, a good man manager will make a good player great and a, mm. you know, a bad player all right. But... I don't know. You're up against, even in the championship now, you're up against quite... 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Sophisticated systems of, systems of play. And obviously, Rowett's strategy was to set up to stop them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah to, to counteract them. But um, I don't know. Um, I I would suggest you that it needs you need to have someone that can be able to play both sides of of that, and there yeah. needs to be because that's the complaint about Rowett. The team shape, great durability, great you know defensively, all of that stuff. Where is it going forward? You know, and yeah, I, he, I think he couldn't he couldn't generate and and harness the crowd, and I think you need a little bit more of an ang- an angry man for that. Um, well, possibly, yeah. Yeah, this guy strikes me as one. And I, I liked him at um, Sheffield United. He's had a couple of foul attempts since then <laughs> at Middlesbrough and Watford. I, again, you know, I just saw Sheffield United come up with us from League One. Obviously, they they won the league. We went up through the playoffs and then was both in the championship. They ended up going up again under Wilder. But things haven't worked out for him since. Do you think that Chris Wilder could be the man to fill the hot seat at the den? If you get the Chris Wilder from the first three years at Sheffield United, then the answer's like a resounding yes. But it just seems that feeling with Wilder that that was a bit like Harris, I guess. It was his club. It was the right place, the right time, lightning in the bottle. And just wasn't very good at Middlesbrough. And I'd give him a pass on, on Watford because you could have probably sent Brian Clough into Watford at the end of last season and not even yeah. he would have got a tune out of it. But... I don't know. You you just never know with these managers who do something spectacularly good and then nothing. You, you want to believe if you're the owner, oh, that, that manager is still in there that 
that did that. But I don't know. I wonder if the toothpaste is out of the tube there with Wilder and it was just the right place, right time. And don't get me wrong, he was magnificent. I was saying he was the best English, you know, when they finished ninth in the Premier League from having been in League One. I'm like, give him the blooming England job now, you know, get get him in there. But it's just died of death since then. And um he would bite back at the at the den as well, which um Yeah, but I, I personally I don't mind that. Some fans you don't, don't mind like that. It. Steve Neil Harrison Harris, certainly would as well. Yeah, Neil Harris used to um, get that quite a lot, and they used to having a go at him. He turned around once, and he went, "You don't like it? Fuck off to Palace." Yeah, right. And yeah. I'm like, fair, fair play. And some people are like, he, he can't say that to us. Well, <laughs> We're paying it, customers. We... <laughs> We're patrons of this good, good. <laughs> exactly. Um... But he says it again. <laughs> Morrison wasn't our manager, but it happened with Morrison a lot. He'd go, "Fuck off to the fans," and they go, <laughs> "That's get him out." Of the... But I used to like it because he just showed that he cared. And he weren't taking no shit. Yeah. And I think in Wilder, he would definitely be up there for me because because of what he did at Sheffield um, United. And maybe I'm doing a disjustice to Middlesbrough a bit more than I would be Watford. I just quite likened Sheffield United to us as, as a similar sort of working-class club, working-class yeah, values. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Wilder, Wilder could be a good fit. What type of – do you know what type of manager he is? What sort of, the way he likes to play, formations, etc.? Um, so it was the three-five-two, wasn't it, with the centre halves going around the outside of the um, of the wing backs? It's all very innovative at the time. I've never seen anyone coach it since, so I'm not sure whether he would whether he would do that. But um, he, he is a bit spiky, and don't think it ended too well at at, at Middlesbrough. I think, mm. um, yeah, that that would be a, a reservation. But again, I reiterate that. And you 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 framed it very well in that you got promoted with them, and it's like, well, yes. there they go. That's, that's what I don't know a lot about other clubs' managers, but we're there, and I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, okay, you're well, like you would have finished above them the first season. I think they were like 11th or something, and you'd have been eighth. But then they finished second the next season, didn't they? We always the year they went up was it last season? Yeah, we we beat them twice. We always used to get a result against them. Jake yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I know he wasn't the manager then, but yeah, we, we often got results against them. But I like him. One Another manager, I'm going to ask you about that. This will divide opinion amongst me all fans. Scott Parker. And I don't know if we, if he, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Is he going to be in the big hitters category where he's going to be out of our, our reach financially? Again, brilliant with Fulham. Uh, Bournemouth, I think the 9-0 Tonkin at Anfield got him a sack, didn't it? And then he went to Belgium for a little bit of a chaotic <laughs> few months. What do you think our chances could be of um, landing Scott Parker as the boss? I know he played for Charlton and West Ham, amongst other clubs, uh, which our fans don't like. Um, obviously, we've had that been down that road before, Billy Bonds and, and Steve Lomas. But I've got got it in quite good authority that he's uh, you know he's married and he's missing his family. Are all Millwall fans? And he lives, yeah. I know I know I know exactly where he lives as well. Not, not I don't I don't know his dress, Scott. Don't worry, don't panic. I just know like where he's from and where he lives, which is around where I'm from. So I'm glad yeah. you put him up there, Dan, because he completely exemplifies the type of manager that I think Millwall absolutely do not want to touch with a barge pole in respect of, you know, when I was talking about slow, methodical, wanting to play through the thirds, it's exactly what Fulham did, exactly what Bournemouth did. Um, I do not think it will work with, your squad. That's not me having a pop at your players. No, but even that being said, um, those were both parachute teams that I know he took them both up, 
And if you talk to fans of both Fulham and Bournemouth, there's this, oh, did we go up because we had the best squad or did we go up because of Scott Parker? I, I don't know. But I think that would be a good example. I think we're going to talk about Mick Beale as well, where I think that would be too far away from what your current squad have got at the moment. And yeah, that, that, you know, I'm not going to single out Jake, Jake Cooper, head it, kick it, brilliant defender, great servant. Don't give him the ball in the in the box and tell him, right, here's your passing angle here and here's your passing angle here. You can go back into the keeper. You're not to play it long. And if they close off here, you need to play into midfield. No, it's not yeah. going to work. Oh, that's going to get clipped up, mate. Don't suck oh, in your no. <laughs> That was brilliant. I get completely what you're saying. It's You're spot on in what you're saying. I'm going to take that on board. He's, it's, he's too far away from what we're currently capable of with the players we've got. You know, I would the, suggest. The time that the manager, even the, the, you know, the budget we're going to have going forward. It's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult. It is, I know I say it because I'm a Mill fan and other fans probably say it of their club, but I, it's a very difficult one to manage, I would, have, would imagine. Especially, the, especially I the would, going in. I would nod along more with you as a Millwall fan than, than those other clubs. It, the precarious position now and the unique kind of brief of managing the, managing the club. And look, don't get me wrong. If Scott Parker went into Millwall and was smart enough to tweak his expectations, you know, and gradually do it and get Millwall playing, I will jump out of my seat and be the, I'll lead the stand innovation because I'd say, well played, mate. I, I didn't think you'd do it that that way. By the way, um, you talked about Lampard. He'd be, you know, I remember watching his derby teams and it was very, very methodical. And he wanted to, he wanted to play like probably he could play. He could play. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that's the exact thing we saying it. Yeah, it must be frustrating for him, especially with a bunch of players. Probably wouldn't work. You mentioned Mick Bildy. I suppose you'd put him in the same category as a little as bit. Parker. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, I think um, I think QPR were were fairly sort of progressive, weren't they, at the start of that last season? Although obviously dropped the ball spectacularly mm. since then. Um, I think he'd take it, Bill, if you offered it to well, him. Well, again, he's, he's, I don't know it's not everything, but he's from he's from Bromley. And, and his reputation where the training run actually is. But his reputation's in the toilet as well, isn't it? After giving that interview <laughs> at QPR and running off to Rangers at the first, he needs to go in and humble himself. And if yeah. there's one thing about Millwall, your fans will bloody humble any manager that goes in because you won't take any nonsense off them, will you? No, definitely not. Um, another name up the other name I've got on that list is Nathan Jones. Again, I don't know too much about him. I can't stand him. I think he's a complete prick. Uh, that's personally because he would run up and down the touchline going, come on. And then someone will score against him will get a result. And he go, and if their manager do the same, he go, that's out of order. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I really know about him. I know he's been successful at Luton, went to Southampton, then he went back to Luton, went somewhere else. And Stoke then, and then back to Luton and then that's it. Sorry, failed yeah, miserably at Southampton. Yeah. Would you, um, would you know Nathan Jones, is he going to fall in that bracket as well with Parker? And, or is he a bit more of an angry motivator? Mixed. So, I really like Nathan Jones. Uh, we're going to disagree on this. Um, look, obviously, you know me, I live up near Luton, so I follow him quite closely anyway. But I'm going to try and um, be objective about it. He just did an amazing job with them. And yeah, okay, Rob Edwards took them up. But it's got Nathan Jones' fingerprints 
all over it. I don't know why he couldn't do um, Stoke. And I don't know why he couldn't do Southampton. I think he stitched himself up at Southampton trying to be a bit too brash and a bit too bold. But um, there's definitely a, definitely a manager in there. I get everyone thinks he's got little man syndrome and, yeah. you know... Oh, you, I don't you, care about that. If he gets the job and he'll do a good well, job, then, then he'll right. be giving it to other managers on the side for an hour benefit. So I'll, I'll be all over it then. Don't worry about that. But yeah, just... Yeah. As, as a, um, as a, as a manager, I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's something there. And he built... The other thing as well, his, his League One team that went up with Luton, he, he kind of developed and changed in the, in the championship. So behind all the snarl and the little man syndrome that everyone <laughs> kind of references... There's something there. And call me a contrarian, Dan, but I always feel when half the fans love you and you're winding up the other half, I think you're normally doing something right when when that's the case, aren't you? So I I would I would get my popcorn out if Nathan Jones became the, the Millwall manager because if the two things aligned then and you got this spiky, horrible manager managing this club that's makes it quite inhospitable for away teams to come and no yeah, one thinks no that one, would work, that would thinks work. No one likes use. us, we don't care before yeah. and during every game. I don't know. Is it too obvious to say that? I don't know. No, whether, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. I said I didn't like him, but just from what I've seen, he annoys me, which is, you know, he's effective. Oh, yeah. so, so he's winning, basically. You know, it, it would work, wouldn't it, Emil? If, if he was on our side, we, we'd probably embrace it. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you think he would take the job if offered, offered it to him? Um, he's not going to get a parachute job, is he? And Mill and, and again, Mill will finish one point outside the outside the yeah. playoffs last last season. And um, I know Millwall and Luton have got a bit of a bit of a history, haven't they? But they? you know, again, like you said, working class, no nonsense clubs that would be considered on the smaller side in the championship hierarchy. No brainer. All right. Just, yeah. just, just well, throwing it out there. Well, at the, by the end of this show, I want us to have a shortlist of three between <laughs> me and you. So I want well, you pick one, me to pick one, then we'll come to a joint agreement on one. Then that, that's our three. But before we move on to the last person, or, or there's actually a couple more, but is there anyone else that I've not mentioned that you think would fit the job? Well, it's currently out of work. Kevin Muscat's top of the betting, but I don't know, I don't know um, him as a manager at all. I'm talking about hating someone. I hated him as a player. God, he was a right s house, wasn't yeah. he? But um, I, I don't know about his his managerial work. But um, the guys at the betting companies that put these odds together aren't yeah aren't stupid. Well, luckily you can have a rest now. You can have a rest because I've got. You've done the due diligence here. I've done you? it, mate. I've done it. it works out, that works out really well, didn't it? Um, before I get on to him, there's two other people I want to mention who are ex Millwall players, and I said write these Millwall ex players out. But these two uh, ex players played on the same side. Actually, both scored the night we beat Arsenal at Highbury in 1995. Do you remember that one? So it's Bruce Rioch. One of them's going to be Mark Kennedy. <laughs> and one of them's gonna be oh god, who's the other one gonna be? No, you beat me on that. It was Mark Kennedy and Mark Beard, they both scored that night against Arsenal. You might not know too much about Mark Beard, but no, he's, don't, a little, no. he's a little bit of an outsider of me. I'll quickly cover Kennedy because he was until last night, about 20 minutes after Rowett left, 
Mark Kennedy left Lincoln. Um, but it turns out, I think people have made that, added two and two again, I've got five. So I think Mark Kennedy's out the running. He left Lincoln after um, three wins in the last nine. Well, also, Dan, he literally, I think there was a point last season, someone will bring the number up, but at home, Lincoln had like played 15 games and drawn 13 of them or something crazy. Jesus. And after everything we just said about Rowett and hard to beat and <laughs> all of that, um, I really like Mark Kennedy. Great talker. We had him at Ipswich as well. But of course um, was, yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure that um not sure that that's going to be a, a, a goer. But you'll, you'll love his press conferences. Can't shut him up. <laughs> I don't say anything, does he? This is... Are you being sarcastic? Now? Oh no, 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 no! He's he's a uh, uh, fast-talking Irishman, Mark. Oh, yeah, because Kennedy, he's. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually when I used to do the soccer M stuff, I did United Drew Ipswich um, years ago, and um, I used to do the outside broadcast. I used to work on the outside broadcast for United Drill, and Kennedy was there, and I was like, I was fanboying over him. But he's, yeah. he's very softly spoken. He used to be very softly spoken and very, very quiet. But I think he, he loves the Mill fans. Yeah, yeah, I think the Mill fans. Saw that last night. Oh, hang on, Rowett's left. He's left there half an hour later. Surely, ex-player, gonna. But I don't think that he's in the running. One person I don't think is going to be in the running either, but I would... I, I think we'd be best off either going with our three... Top three we're going to mention shortly. Um, or if not, go for someone tried and untested. I'll give you that bracket earlier where I labelled it pointless. I just think if you're going to try something away from Rowett and you can't get someone who's top of your list, then I think your next portal call should go for someone who is a young and upcoming and hungry manager. Um, that's Sorry, that's Mark Kennedy again. Uh, there he is, Mark Beard. Now, he played for Millwall uh, for a couple of seasons, come through the Youth Academy, played in the side that got to the FA Cup Youth Final and lost over two legs to Man United, Old Trafford, Beckham, Skulls, the Nevilles. Um, and he... You know, by his own admission, he, he's been a good professional, but he, he never kicks on to that next level. Played for Sheffield United, uh, South End, AFC Wimbledon. But what he did was he, he's gone into he's gone into coaching, and he's done as we said earlier, like Lampard hasn't done, and Gerrard hasn't done, and Morrison hasn't done. He's done his apprenticeship. He's, he's done his time, and he's come through, and he's managed a, a, lot, a lot of lower league levels. Then he got into coaching, um, and he did. Um, well, he did Brighton. That's what he is there. He was Brighton youth team manager. I've done it again. He's Brighton youth team manager for a long time. And he had, um, who's the guy up front scoring all the goals from now, the first team, the Irish kid? Ferguson. He had Ferguson. He had Ryan Longman, who's currently on loan with us. He had loads of these players and he nurtured them for years and he was really good. He then went on to be assistant at Stockport. He then went on to be assistant at Dawkin. He's a Millwall fan, loves the club. His dad, sadly, is no longer with us. He was a scout for Millwall for years. And he's now manager of Eastbourne Borough in the National League. That's his first actual appointment as a manager. And I just know how much he loves the club. He was on Under the Cosh podcast recently. He's been on our show. He just, he just, I don't think he swore, but he just how makes me feel he loves it. And I feel that he's done his, he's done his time. And, and as an outside bet, I think he would mm. definitely be worth a look if, I'd rather have him than Gary Monk or Steve Bruce or Chris, <laughs> or Chris Hewton. I, I do agree with you. It's yeah, you 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 don't want a, a wish version of um Rowett. You'd you'd rather go you'd rather go elsewhere. And um look, I know it's not a direct comparison, but my club, Ipswich, took a coach from the Man United system yep. and just gave him the 
gave him the keys and you know it's that's worked out really well so far so you know the 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 talent's often often there dotted around these these clubs isn't it yeah exactly right so I know you push for time but we want to the man they call Kevin Muscat <laughs> he uh, he once used to look like that serves you right for Muscat so as you're up for Muscat, I mean, I try to find the photo of him. He's, he's got the arm man on there, he's captain. Try to find the photo of him where he's got Milan, Milan Boros around the throat at the den. Like that. <laughs> and a crowd behind a baying for blood. Now, I always say ex Mill player is a perfect fit. He's not just everything that a Mill player was, and the fans want to see he epitomizes it. He is the, the absolute pinnacle of it. So I looked into it because I know he's been bouncing around in management. And yes, we want someone who loves the club and knows the club and has played for the club, but you also want someone who can manage. And I found some interesting stuff on this. So he started out, okay, he got the job as um, Melbourne Victory. He was their manager, 213 to 219. Now he got the job, Jim McGilton, another Ipswich link, he had the job very shortly before and they got rid of people him. around the throat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he could reach, he's only little, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> He had, he had the job for a very short space of time, but previous to him, Ange Postacoglu was their manager, okay? Really? Okay. Yeah, in his first... Oh, it gets better. In his first year, um, he won he won a domestic double with, with Melbourne, yeah? And then in 2017... Feels like I'm reading a bedtime story. 2017, Postacoglu got Muscat in to help him coach for the national side, because that's where Postacoglu was then, for the uh, Confederations Cup, right? And then... After he left uh, Melbourne, he went and done six months in Belgium where he didn't do great, but said that that can happen. Ask Scott Parker. And then in 2021, he replaced replaced Postacoglu again. Postacoglu went to Celtic and he went to Yokohama. Yeah, that's right, Yokohama. Um, so he's followed Postacoglu around. I'm, I'm looking at that. Well, his really timing's quite on. good considering Postacoglu's top of the bloody Premier League at the moment. <laughs> well, no. That's what I thought we'd get a story out of this. And he won he won the uh, the J1 League title in 2022. But Postacoglu must like him and surely he's putting forward yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's good enough for Postacoglu, as I said, the uh, the the main man of the minute in, in English football, really, in management. Then it well, you've got the, and me. you've got the two... Um, double sweet spot there haven't you because he's an ex-Millwall player but he also ticks your box as up and coming interesting hire and uh, you know I think we've already said you shouldn't just hire someone just because they're because they're interesting but um, certainly one that um, sort of pricks up the attention doesn't it and I'm sure he's number one in the betting for a reason that um, and there's information that you or I maybe aren't privy to that's um, mm. that's led to led to him being there. So no say, smoke and fire and all yeah, that, yeah. All works. Goes up in flames. It, um, people were pointing to the fact, well, he's never managed at any good level, but everyone's got to start somewhere. You can only manage the players you've got. Yeah, that's the, big that's, the gamble. that's the gamble, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's the gamble. Um, those people might be right. Those people might not be right. And literally, the only way you're ever going to find out is if he gets an opportunity. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, all the names we've had, even names we haven't had, you now get to pick one who you think will be the best fit for Mill Football Club. The best fit. I'll go for. I'll go for Eustace. You're going to go for John Eustace, yeah? As yeah. You think would be the best fit for Mill? Well, I just know we're going to get to our three, but carry on. 
I'm playing tactically here. <laughs> well, I thought you was going to say Nathan Jones after all you said about him. Um, <clears throat> and I wasn't potentially on board with him. But could we now agree together that you, you've sold me on him? Do you think he would also be a good fit? I think he would be a good fit. I, I think maybe Eustace might be might be better, but you just sold me on Muscat, so serves <laughs> you right. Well, there you go. But the third name I was going to say was Kevin Muscat. So Kevin Muscat, John Eustace, Nathan Jones. In I think if you've got any one of those three, and you never know how it's going to work out. You never, never, never know. Sometimes a manager goes in and you think it's the most obvious home run in the world and they're rubbish. And sometimes David Moyes goes back to West Ham and he's done brilliant, hasn't he? Sometimes you think, that's not going to work, and it does. But if I was sat there and that got announced, I'd be like, "Okay, I can, I can go with that. Let's let's see where let's see where this goes." And it's difficult with new managers because fans skew massively optimistic when it comes to a new manager. We've all been there. Talking to the Birmingham fans last week, they're furious, furious, furious. Why are we saying? And then Rooney gets announced, and it's like. Oh, do you know what? I'm quite excited about this now. You know, so it just as soon as the new guy goes in, everyone's like, you know, I was like that with Paul Hurst at Ipswich and he lasted 16 games and we had the worst team we've had in a hundred years or whatever under him. You, you wind yourself up and get excited, like you yeah. said, because it's new and because it's different. So always have that in your mind when um, when you're speaking to fans of, of a team who's just changed the manager. Yeah, and we'd like to remind everyone watching this that if either of those men or any of those three get the job, and it goes wrong. It's not our fault. We're just giving our opinion. <laughs> and those people are entitled to their opinions too, of course. And it's very easy to sit after the event and, yeah. you know, pass judgment, isn't it? But you don't know how don't know how any job's going to go. We don't know what the finances are. We don't know what's coming down the pike. We don't know. Um, you know, sometimes things just, just line up, don't they? And I mm. always reference... Um, Norwich, where you think, oh, this is going down the tube. And all of a sudden, they have one amazing transfer window. Three, four youngsters come through at the same time. The tactics that the managers play in click, this is 18-19. And they went from 13th to 1st and won the league at Canter. And no one would have seen it coming. Nobody. And sometimes it just clicks like that. Could happen to you. Well, listen, so thanks for joining us again. We're going to agree that. Your pick was John Eustace. Mine was Kevin Muscat. And jointly, we, we decided as well that... I think that Jonathan was more Jones, me persuading you than anything else. Right? I'm quite excited. I've, 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 I've now processed it because you're cleverer than me. Hated him, but now what he's about... No, I like, don't know as much about Millwall as you do, though. Yeah, that would really... You, you should, you're supposed to say I'm not stupid. You're supposed to say no, you're not stupid. <laughs> but mate, listen, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time as always. I'll put the link to your channel and your... Gary Rowett departs Millwall in the description below. So I'm sure, I mean, Mill, I'm not saying that you know it, Mill fans have got. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot of time for you, and it's not often they accept an outsider. I think more of them like you than like me at times. But um, there you go. That's that's the life of a YouTuber. But thanks for joining us, mate. Anything you want to leave us with? Any departing? No, yeah. Just thank you to the Millwall fans. You know, I came to the Leeds game to do a to do a vlog and got stopped several times, and just lovely people who are, you know, really really friendly and had nice things to say. So. Thank you to the support for the channel. I know, as Dan says, I'm a I'm an outsider, but there I always say this: there's something about Millwall that's just quite thrilling and exciting, isn't it? You know, something something unique. So always love to go there and just thank you to everyone for the for the support. Brilliant, and yeah, never a dull moment in SE16, mate. Definitely not. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks again for your time. Pleasure. <laughs>